I was born a woman, and I'm still a woman. That's part of my identity. Now, does it mean that I have to procreate? Because I have a uterus, does it mean that I have to have a baby? Because I come from a line of women having sometimes fourteen pregnancies, does it mean that I have to be a mother? Because I have a very maternal personality, does it mean that I want to be a mum? I guess for a long time that's what I thought, until. Welcome to La Real Story podcast. Real stories, real talk, real people. I am your host Cécile de Lepierre. I am a storyteller. I am a story listener. This happened about seven years ago. I'm sitting amongst a group of women. We are forming a circle, and there is this woman who is leading the group. I'll call her Barbara. She is a group therapist. I have a feeling I'm going to be the outsider, the other woman. The one who doesn't have kids, who doesn't belong to most conversations, and I'm right. Bang on! I'm the only childless, as they say. Let me pause for one second here. Have you ever heard the term nulipare in French? Nulipares in English. If I hadn't had a discussion about that with my friend Manon, I would have never guessed that there was a legal and medical term to describe women who have never given birth to a live baby, and that include women who had a pregnancy loss or an abortion. I guess I can describe myself as a nullibar, but what a horrible term! Anyway, soon I will invite my friend Manon to talk about all of this and much more. At this moment in my life, I'm very confused about my desire for a child. I'm here, part of that group, and I don't really expect anything. But I'm gonna realize something major. And what better way to get an answer but by being surrounded by mothers, dans la gueule du loup, like walking in the lion's danger, exposing myself. This group is genuine. I feel everyone is here to support each other. Not to judge, and it's a lovely feeling. We all share bits of who we are every three weeks. We come in with a bit of food to share at the beginning of the session, then we dive into each other's weather, telling how we feel. And it's about that time that I auditioned for a Mother's Day event. I had to perform a text from an author or to write my own, and then my husband said. Well, why don't you write your own story? And I did. So the day came that I had to perform in front of a large audience, and to my surprise, a lot of the women from my group showed up to support me. This was a truly life-changing event for me to express myself in front of a crowd and talk about something as intimate as motherhood. That was, let's say, daring. For Mother's Day event, so here it is. I'm going to share with you something extremely private, very intimate, and that I haven't shared with anyone except the people that were in the room with me. I kept it like a secret, like something to protect. Also, because, well, I'm talking about my own mother, and 
well, I know it might have an effect on my family, but I can't keep that anymore for myself. And who knows, maybe it will inspire you to open up about your own story. I'm sharing this now in a very genuine and loving way. As hard as it is to express it, I want to assure you that this is not an accusation. There is just the need to say things out loud. For this episode, I'm going to recreate what I performed that night. I admire women who have a natural instinct for motherhood. I really do. It's not given to all of us. It's a journey. And for me, it remains a pending question. Do I really want to be a mom? I'm the last of four children. All of my siblings have kids. I don't. I'm 41, and I'm not a mom. Yes, I know. The clock is ticking. All my childhood, I heard my mother say to us, Don't have kids too young. Have a career first. Look at me. That's all I did, and I sacrificed my career for my children. She had us one after another. Four kids in a row within five years. That's more than a full-time job. It's a vocation. And I can understand why she said those words to me. She started her life as a pianist and an organist and would have loved to pursue a career. Instead, she became pregnant, raised a family, and played organ every Sunday at church. But she made it work. With a busy and absent husband, she was pretty much on her own raising us. So it was military style. We had a schedule for dressing the table and doing the dishes, vacuuming and doing the dusting. The house was spotless and running like a well-oiled machine. We were loved and well cared for. We were also disciplined, threatened with a belt, and sometimes hit and spanked. One hot summer day, during our early teenage years, My older sister, my mother, and I were in the garden, pouring water in a small pond to get refreshed. When my mother suddenly noticed my sister's armpits, it was shaved. She started to question my sister about it. Mais, mais qu'est-ce que t'as fait? T'es conne, ma pauvre fille! Mais pourquoi t'as fait un truc pareil? Mais pourquoi t'as fait un truc aussi stupide? Dis-moi la vérité! Dis-moi la vérité! Je vais te claquer! But my sister was terrified and didn't want to talk. She was denying it. So my mother started to yell even louder. She grabbed my sister's hair and threw her head into the water, repeating it a few times while shouting hysterically. I was standing on the edge of the pond, witnessing her burst of rage. I was screaming at her and begging her to stop. She was going to drown her. She finally stopped after what felt like an eternity. My sister had admitted that she did shave, that she had lied. She was petrified. I was horrified. I can never forget that day. This episode was one of many others, mostly towards my eldest brother and my sister. Out of fear, I kept my mouth shut and was a good child, a good student, a good dancer, a good everything living my secret life in silence, preparing my move across the ocean. My mother became all I didn't want to be. But I did follow her advice. 
I gave priority to my freedom, traveled the world to be an artist and express myself. I followed my dreams. We have a proverb in French, pour vivre heureux, vivons cachés. It means in order to live happily, live hidden, or something like that. I did move thousands of miles away to be happy. And I finally met the love of my life. We got married in Los Angeles, and we now live the sweetest life. But the same question remains. Do I want to be a mom? Is it really something that I desire profoundly? That if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be the most devastated and unhappy person on earth? Is it something that I was born to be? Is it, I don't know, is it something that is meant for me, for us, for us as a couple? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know anymore. We've been trying for five years. Five years! It's a lot of months, every month bleeding, and not, just, it's not happening. Even though I'm like, oh, just let it go. It will happen when it's happening, when it's meant to be. Well, guess what? It's not. And it's exhausting for the body and for the mind, you know? And nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong with my body. Nothing's wrong with our bodies. We are perfectly fine. It's all in my fucking head. And it scares me. I'm probably just scared of taking that responsibility, becoming a mom, not knowing what to do with a baby and giving life in this crazy world. Or maybe it's not happening because I don't really want to be a mother. Maybe I'm too scared of not being a good enough mother. Or being like my mother. It is a journey to become a mom. I certainly know that. I might be afraid to be like my mother, but I am not her. It does scare the crap out of me to give life. But who isn't, right? Which mom and dad isn't afraid to be a good parent? We all have baggage. We all have family stories that we drag around. And still, babies are born every day. And everyone does the best they can. Still, all I hear everybody asking is... So, are you pregnant yet? There, you have it. A little moment of my story, of my childhood, and what maybe started to define my desire or not to become a mother. It's been a few years since I performed this, and I'm still not a mom, and that's okay. And that specific moment when I was saying, do I really want to be a mother in front of a crowd was really a breakthrough for me. I remember one lady coming to me and saying, I think you have your answer. After years of confusion, of therapies, of exploring family traumas, it actually became a decision, a couple's decision. It is still such a huge taboo to talk about the desire or not to have a child, to be a mother or not. That is the question. Now that I'm 47 and most likely in perimenopause, people don't ask me if I'm pregnant or if I want to be pregnant. They ask me, do you have children? 
And when I answer, no, I don't have children. I have cats. They're my babies. Well, they look at me a little bit like, what's the point of you? Telling this story is not an explanation or a justification for not having a child. Johnny and I are happy as we are, and that is that. And I would like to end this episode by saying, my body, my choice. If you would like to come on the podcast and exchange a little further with me about this subject, please reach out to me. We all have a story to tell. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you liked it, please share it with your community. You can help me by following La Real Story Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And don't forget to review and comment. Follow me on my social media. All the details are below. Thank you and see you in the next episode of La Real Story Podcast.